Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Good morning, church. <laughs> it's such a blessing to be here today to share my testimony. I stand here by God's grace and God's grace alone. So I'd like to pray. Heavenly Father, I love you. I didn't want to cry today. All right. I love you with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. And I pray for your will to be done today. I just pray for hearts to rise up in faith, Father, to believe in your goodness, to believe in your promises, to receive all that you have for us. The kingdom of God belongs to us because you have brought us in, my Lord. Everything you have, you desire to give to us. Help us to walk in it, Lord, and help me to share your goodness today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, off to a good start. <laughs> okay, my message today is about trials and tribulations and the overcoming power of God. Over the past decade, my family has been through trials and tribulations of many kinds. Financial trials, death, great loss, heartache, grief, injury, sickness and disease. At times it seemed like there was hardly a chance to breathe before the next trial was at our doorstep. And yet, in these trials, my Heavenly Father was working out all things for our good. Every trial gave us a greater understanding of God's overcoming power and increased our faith and trust in Jesus and his power to save. Not only to save, but to resurrect and bring beauty from ashes. I have five keys that my Lord has taught me through the trials. They are hear and obey, surrender, worship, gratitude, confession and repentance. Hear and obey is my number one key. We must hear his voice. We cannot navigate this life without him. We cannot follow him if we cannot hear his voice. Without his voice, without his light on our path, we are lost and stumbling in the dark. We must hear his voice. John 10.3 says, And the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. I'm so thankful that my Lord has taught me how to hear his voice. When my sweet boy Dylan went to heaven in 2013, he was two years old. I desperately needed to hear my Lord's voice. In that season, I valued my Lord's voice more than anything, and I still do. His voice gave me the strength to keep trusting. His voice gave me the strength to keep going. His voice was my comfort, my hope, and the air that I breathed. Fast forward to July 2018. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. 
but I had already heard my Lord's voice months before the diagnosis came. My Lord went so far before me on this journey and I followed his voice. My breast cancer journey really began at the beginning of 2018. I was tired and I had a few things niggling at me, including a node that was tender under my arm. Something wasn't right, I began praying. Come March school holidays, I finally booked a doctor's appointment, thanks to Tony's repeated promptings. The night before my doctor's appointment, I had this deep, overpowering stirring in my spirit and I heard my Lord's voice. The message was that I was going to go on a journey I didn't want to go on. My Lord was preparing me for the journey that was ahead. I told Tony and we prayed. Following my doctor's appointment, I had a battery of tests. I had bloods, pap smear, skin check, you name it. The doctor checked my breasts, thought they were fine, but she gave me a mammogram referral to make sure. After my appointment, I got busy homeschooling Luke again, and I thought I could hold off on the mammogram until the next school holidays. Time continued to pass by. One Sunday, we had visiting ministry here at church. The guest speaker was sharing about God's faithfulness through a journey of cancer with her husband and then later with her son. I left that day with two things. One, a fear of cancer, which I confessed to my Lord. Two, a real sense that I had another trial coming up. It's now May and my Lord gives me a dream. In this dream, I was manifesting Dylan's wounds, my little boy who's now in heaven. This dream stirred me to pray. Are there any wounds in me, Lord, that are still festering as a result of Dylan and his death? Do I have wounds that are not fully healed? My Lord continued to stir my spirit. He continued to cause prayer to rise up in me until I finally went where he wanted me to go. I booked in for my mammogram in the July school holidays. It was three months that I held on to that referral before I went. And I still almost didn't go at all. A few days before my appointment, I said to Tony, I don't really think I need this mammogram. I don't have a lump. I'm under 50. It's winter, our quiet season. I don't really want to spend the money on it. I had every excuse. A few days prior, Tony had just seen one of his clients who was in her last days here on earth after a long battle with cancer. He said, you're going. Praise God, I went. Following the mammogram, my spirit was so restless. Monday morning, the phone rang. I see that it's my doctor's number and even before I answered, I knew this was the journey my Lord was preparing me for Months before, I cried. My next key is surrender. This was a walk of surrender. My Lord had prepared me. I just needed to take his hand and follow him. Several years ago, my Lord made it clear to me that I wasn't to concern myself with the paths of others. I was simply to follow him. 
I would sit through testimonies of children that had been healed and saved when my little boy was called home to heaven. My heart would cry out and I would hear my Lord's loving, gentle voice, follow me. So once again, I followed my Lord through the valley of the shadow of death. After my mastectomy, the pathology reports came back and the cancer was more aggressive than first thought. I was told I would need chemo and that I would have to have a complete body scan. My bones and all my organs needed to be checked. This was the most overwhelming part of the journey for me. It was the time I wondered if my Lord was calling me home. I had to face the possibility and the only option was surrender. If my Lord's purposes were better served from heaven, then Lord, not my will be done, but yours. To live is Christ, to die is gain. And we need to live like that. I even said to my sweet husband, if my Lord is calling me home, you need to let me go. Just prior to the body scans, a friend came to my house. She gave me cherry blossom. And I have a photo of the cherry blossom here. My friend didn't know this, but cherry blossom is linked to a vision my Lord gave me years before of his future plans for my family. So I had the first spring cherry blossom I had seen in my home speaking of a purpose and a future hope. But I also had a family on my heart who had lost their wife and mother to breast cancer. So the night before the scans, I laid in bed surrendering to God's will. Not my will be done, Lord, but yours. Thankfully, my scans were all clear and the next step was chemo. This leads me to my next key, which is worship. Surrender and worship has been my pathway through every trial. My Lord gave me a big lesson on worship not long after Dylan went to heaven. I was at Ladies Fellowship here at church and the ladies talked about praising God through trials. There are so many wise women in this building. They mentioned an old book, Prison to Praise. So at the end, I walked out past the bookshop and outside there was a table with secondhand books. Straight away my eye saw it. There was the book, Prison to Praise. I take this book home. I read it. I go into my bedroom and I start trying to praise my Lord in the midst of all the heartache and the pain. I'm crying, I'm struggling, but I'm being obedient. Next thing, my washing machine starts flooding water everywhere. This flooding water triggered a memory of a time when I flooded the laundry because I'd left the sink running to attend to Dylan. So when my laundry started flooding again, there was real heart strings attached, it hurt. I got angry with my Lord and I said, do you really want me to praise you now? I got an immediate, direct reply, yes. I like when he gives me an immediate reply, by the way. It doesn't always happen that way. That afternoon, Tony came home and checked the washing machine. He couldn't find any reason for the water leak 
and it never did it again. Lesson learnt. Worship has brought me through every trial. It wraps me in my Lord's presence. It settles me. It carries me. It's my delight and my joy. Through my entire cancer journey, I worshipped my God. The morning of chemo, I would adore and worship my Lord. He was so close. His presence and his joy was always with me. I would place the Lord as a seal upon my heart and as a seal upon my arm. He protected me and his loving presence wrapped around me. Worship and surrender are a highway above the trial. The next key is closely related to worship. It's gratitude. About nine months before I was diagnosed with breast cancer, we were in the midst of another trial. Tony had torn the bicep tendon off his bone. He had surgery and couldn't work for three months. Being self-employed and the sole income earner of our family, it was a challenge. It was a trial that brought many lessons, but the greatest lesson of this trial was gratitude. We homeschool Luke. Luke was wrapped to have his dad home for three months. Tony spent his three months homeschooling Luke. It was such a blessing for both of them. Luke loved spending time with his dad and homeschooling gave Tony a way to keep busy while his arm healed, stopped him going stir-crazy. During this time, our Lord gave us a game to play. It was a pick-up sticks game. Each time we picked up a coloured stick, we needed to give thanks for a certain area of our lives. We played this game often and we learnt the power of gratitude. 1 Thessalonians 6.18 says, Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Throughout my breast cancer journey, there were so many things to be grateful for. My Lord had preserved my life. The tumour was 47 mils by the time I went and had that mammogram done. That's not little. The Lord preserved my life. I was thankful for our medical system and the amazing technology that is available. We are so blessed in this country, incredibly blessed. And I was thankful for all those who had weathered chemo before me because there were so many improvements that are there these days because of what they went through. I was thankful for the prayer army my Lord raised in my defence. I was thankful for my amazing husband and my two amazing boys, one here, one in heaven. And you know you are truly loved when you are bald and your husband looks at you and tells you you are beautiful. I was thankful for all my family and friends. So many people rallied around us and took care of me and my family in so many ways. And I love you all. And I was thankful to have two beautiful friends, these two are going to make me cry now, <laughs> to walk this journey with. We went through breast cancer together and they are both here today looking absolutely amazing. 
I'm thankful that my Lord walked me through cancer and chemo before my mother-in-law, Jan, who is walking through it now. When Jan looks at me, she doesn't see the ravages of cancer. She doesn't see the ravages of chemo. She sees new life. She sees vibrant life. Her journey is so less fearful because the Lord walked me through first. So much to be grateful for. A cheerful heart is good medicine. My final key is confession and repentance. Soon after my breast cancer diagnosis, my Lord began to show me what I had done to contribute to my condition. Galatians 6, 7, 8 says, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. The truth is, there were choices that I had made in the past that messed with my hormones, a contributing factor to my type of breast cancer. I was also neglecting my body, his temple, in many ways. I was sowing to the flesh. Once the Lord revealed these things to me, I needed to confess them as sin and repent. I needed to make changes to my lifestyle in order to be a good steward of this body and to be in good health. My Lord purchased this body with his precious blood. I know it's his. I belong to him and I need to honour it in a way that's fit for his use. Our Lord is so beautiful and so faithful. He has forgiven my sin he has healed me, and it's not just my body. It's my heart and my soul as well. I'm going to talk about healing, but I'm going to try open this drink first. <laughs> yes, please. I was going to bring my pink bottle up, but thought... <laughs> sure. healing. It's so hard for me to put into words the healing my Lord has done through this breast cancer journey. Isaiah 61.3 says, to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. This is what my Lord has done for me. I realised recently that when Jesus was in great need, after he was in the wilderness and when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, angels came to strengthen him. When I needed strengthening, when I needed encouragement to keep going, Jesus brought me Dylan. There were so many moments when I was feeling completely knocked down in this race. In those moments, the Lord came with Dylan and they picked me up. 
Hebrew 12, 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. True to his word, Dylan was cheering me on. And I have a photo of my little cheerleader here, my gorgeous little boy in heaven. Dylan ran his race with great joy and amazing grace. Through my breast cancer journey, I experienced this same amazing grace. I now fully understand the grace my Lord gave Dylan through all of his trials. I know that my Lord's grace is sufficient for any trial I will ever face. God in his mysterious ways enabled me through chemo to experience many things that Dylan experienced with his autoimmune disease. My side effects of chemo paralleled his in so many ways. As a result, I was so thankful that Dylan is now living all of his days in good health with Jesus. Freedom. Let's talk about freedom. For me, this journey has ultimately been a journey to freedom. During this time, my Lord cleansed me with his fire. He purified many things. He broke chains that held me bound for so long. He healed me of the trauma of the past and he brought me out into his marvellous light. I am changed and I am free. During my chemo treatment, the Lord gave me this promise from Zechariah 10. I know their pain and will make them as good as new. They'll get a fresh start as if nothing had ever happened. And why? Because I am their very own God. I will do for them what needs to be done. I have set them free. Oh, how they will flourish. True to my Lord's words, 2019 was a year of new, new life and freedom for my family. But I discovered something. Freedom was to be found on the other side of my fears. Throughout this journey, my Lord has challenged me to face my fears head on. The big fears like death and cancer and the little fears that hold me back. Two weeks after chemo, I was back on my mountain bike. Getting back on my bike was tough. My heart rate would soar and my legs would just stop working. My Lord encouraged me to keep going and I did. You know, there's always a voice. There will always a voice that will tell you you can't. But you have to listen for that whisper that says you can. And my Lord said, I could. And I listened to his voice. He challenged me to go camping in a tent because he could see that I put too much trust in four walls and a roof and all my cushy comforts. And I think after 20 years of marriage, my husband was really surprised that I said, honey, can we get a tent? I think we need to go camping. 
<laughs> and it was good fun. Absolutely loved it. He challenged me to go walking on a high ropes course. And I don't like heights. I don't like them at all. But he challenged me to do it because he didn't want me to fear anything, including heights. And a funny thing happened on that course. Luke, Tony and I were there um, with his mate, Luke's best mate, Pete. It was Luke's birthday. And there was a bit of a miscommunication between Tony and Luke. And I discovered that Luke was actually on this high ropes course by himself. And I went, oh my goodness, I'm supposed to be supervising him. So I was on the easier course. Tony was way up high, so I knew I was the one that had to go and find him. So this time, I whipped across those wires like you wouldn't believe, and the fear was overcome. God's amazing in the way he gets you to face your fears, but you have to trust him in that. You have to take his hand and you have to go there. On the other side of those fears is your freedom. On the other side of those fears is the abundant life that he came to give you. He asked me to join the worship team and sing. Another bundle of fears to overcome. Freedom and the abundant life our Lord longs to give us lies on the other side of our fears. He wants us to be fearless. He wants us to be free. I'm just going to grab one more drink. To finish, I have a song I would like you to hear. You can stand, you can sit, but as you listen, I want you to close your eyes and look to Jesus. He loves you and he is here to set you free. The last lines of this song speak so beautifully about what my Lord has done for me. It goes like this. I am evidence. I can't look that way. My God is real. I am a miracle. My heart is healed. Come and witness for yourself. He is revealed. Oh, my voice cracks under nerves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks, Tobio. Tobio is going to play the song. Look to Jesus, everybody. He loves you.
Just beautiful, amen. Wow. Awesome. You encouraged by that this morning? Give Alison a round of applause today.